Hello and welcome. I'm Cassandra Ray, Spiritual Director of the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock. We're a learning center of practical spirituality. This means that we practice and teach spiritual tools for personal and global transformation. So wherever you are on your path, whether you're soaring or struggling, there's a place for you here. We believe that you're surrounded and supported by an infinite loving presence of power and potential. That you are powerful beyond measure and together we awaken to our spiritual magnificence. Our podcast captures a live inspirational message from our gatherings on Sundays in South Surrey. Enjoy. for our message today it was so um, it's so wonderful to be um, barefoot in my own space (laughs) and to see all of you beautiful beings Uh, during our guided meditation um, my beloved puppy began to snore very loudly (laughs) (laughs) and I thought wow that wouldn't happen if we were gathered in person I was glad I was on mute because you would have certainly heard my Gracie um, snoring through our meditation today well a great man once said happiness can be found even in the darkest of times, if one only remembers to turn on the light. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Albus Dumbledore from Harry Potter for that wisdom. (laughs) Ah, you know, it's good to laugh. It's healthy to laugh. And it brings balance and a much-needed levity. Um, especially right now, um, there can be a heaviness to our current conditions. And if even for a moment, you can be in the energy of laughter, how important that is actually for sustaining you through this time. And one of my students, my wise, wise students asked me this past week in our last session of Foundations, She said, I see you working so hard. Are you having any fun? Are you also having fun making that time? And what a brilliant question. Um, While I have been having fun, and even my work is fun, I hadn't actually realized that I'd been having fun. So this past week, I began a practice of taking notice of when I was having fun. I would say to myself, let the fun begin. And then I would turn on my favorite music and I would sing and dance. And I played Farkle with Will. I have to admit it is fun to win. (laughs) It's fun to play. And I relax on the couch with my dogs this week. Of course. 
And so as we begin today, I'm going to be asking you a series of questions. And so I'm wondering, have you made space for fun? Are you making space for fun and for laughter? And if so, I invite you to also do this intentionally with your let the fun begin. If even only for a few minutes a day. As Georgia mentioned in the beautiful meditation, intention is extremely important for setting your trajectory. And so while I've also been having intentional fun this week, I've been very intentional with my spiritual practice. And who's to say having fun isn't part of my spiritual practice? But I, I wanted to also address that I, I wrote these talk titles and descriptions before we were quarantined, before we were in the circumstances that we're in now. And as we've been approaching this week of bright beginnings, I've been taking it into spiritual practice and, and asking, like, how do we turn toward bright beginnings in such a dark time? And the answer that came up is, a beginning isn't bright because it's happy, although it can be. It's bright because it's filled with the light of awareness and possibility. Mm. Because it's filled with the light of awareness and possibility. So, well then, we are in a very bright time. Because we are shining the light of awareness on so much right now. There's a lot that's ending, and that actually creates a lot of space for brand new beginnings. Our book of the month for April is called Broken Open by Elizabeth Lesser. And it's about how difficult times can help us grow. Um, yes, please. Uh, there's ample opportunity here for growth. And I want um, just to remind you that in our email that went out yesterday, there's a picture of the book with um, a link to a write-up about it. If you want to definitely look for more information, you can visit our website and click on our blog to uh, check out Broken Open by Elizabeth Lesser. And Here's what she says being broken open is, and I quote, the process of surrendering to a time of great difficulty, allowing the pain to break us open, and then being reborn stronger, wiser, and kinder. Wow. I like that idea of being stronger, wiser, and kinder. And, and that sounds like the process of spirit unfolding in life. And she, she, she has termed this 
process. She calls it the Phoenix process. And I want to go over it with you today because while there is so much uncertainty about when this will end, where we're going to be, where our jobs will be, where there's so much uncertainty, that is true. However, Elizabeth Lesser provides us with like the eagle's eye view, like an overview of what this time can be for us if we participate it, participate in it intentionally, if we're able to embrace it as the phoenix, the phoenix process. And maybe you've heard of this myth, the myth of the phoenix. I'm going to read you a little bit about it from, from Elizabeth Lesser's book. And she says that the myth of the phoenix is knowing that a new way could be found only with the death of his worn-out habits, defenses, and beliefs. The phoenix, built a pyre of cinnamon and myrrh, sat in the flames and burned to death. Then he rose from the ashes as a new being a fusion of who he had been before and who he had become, a new bird, yet ever more himself, changed and at the same time, the eternal phoenix. Hmm. In her book, she tells stories of people who have sat in the flames and emerged more of themselves. These stories are inspiring and moving and heart-opening. And I highly recommend this book. And she also says that you and I are the phoenix. You and I are the phoenix. And I quote, We too can produce ourselves from the shattered pieces of a difficult time. Our lives ask us to die and be reborn every time we confront change, change within ourselves and change in the world. When we descend all the way down to the bottom of a loss and dwell patiently with an open heart in the darkness and pain, We can bring back up with us the sweetness of life and the exhilaration of inner growth. When there is nothing left to lose, we find the true self, the self that is whole, the self that is enough, the self that no longer looks to others for definition or completion or anything but companionship on the journey. Yeah. And so the Phoenix process begins with difficulty. You're confronted with something in your life that must change or has already changed, whether you wanted it to or not. And this is when we become face-to-face with the reality of our current situation. So instead of fighting or resisting or pushing away, you sit down with it. And while shining the light of awareness can be uncomfortable, 
it also creates an opening for transformation. And in fact, the Phoenix process can't even begin without your awareness. And this is where the spiritual practice of journaling comes in. And this is what I'm asking you to do this week, to journal every day. And we're going to go through, we've already started this this discussion of, of what the Phoenix process is. And at every step along the way, I ask you to journal. Because journaling is a gift that you give yourself. It helps to facilitate and deepen your awareness, your self-awareness, and therefore your transformational process. So I ask you to write. Uh, Spend time with yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, and the difficulty that you're facing that is specific to you right now in your life. Something that I do when I'm grieving or struggling is I uh, have a dialogue with my soul. So in my journal, I, I just tell my soul what's going on. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's how I'm feeling. This is what's happening. And I ask for guidance. And my soul always offers unconditional love and actually really great advice. So you can have a dialogue with with your trusted source of unconditional love. Maybe for you, like me, that's your soul, which is spirit within you. Or maybe it's your angels or maybe it's God, or Jesus, or Buddha. Maybe it's your ancestors. What matters is that it's a trusted source for you, some being that you can really pour your heart out to and receive love and advice in return. So this journaling is an important process, and I ask you to do it every day. And it doesn't have to be a long time, even just a few minutes, even just stream of consciousness writing is helpful. And so Elizabeth Lesser continues with her second step in the Phoenix process. She says that we must let go. And I quote, let go of our illusions, our rigidity, our fear, our blame, our lack of faith, and our sense of separation, all of these in varying strengths and combinations are what must die in order for a more true self to arise. And so I want to just say that these experiences of fear and lack of faith and sense of separation, like these are all actually very normal, natural responses to what's happening in the world right now. And so letting the old burn doesn't mean you shame yourself for how you're feeling. It does mean that we loosen the grip of it, that we begin to create a little bit of space in between 
what's happening and who we are. This is where faith can come in to remind you that while you are also very human and vulnerable right now, there is also a part of you that is eternal, infinite, whole, and not afraid at all. This part of you is always here and always available. And so we bring in the, what we're ready to release as we contain it in, within our faith. And so this is this is this burning part of the of the process. I think about it as this is when I'm willing to let go of limiting beliefs and patterns that no longer serve my authentic infinite self. And so I ask you, what are you ready to let pass away in your life? What are you ready to burn in the fire, to burn in the flames. You can take that into journaling this week. And we move into the third step of the Phoenix process, and it is to dwell. Elizabeth Lesser says, to dwell patiently with an open heart in the darkness and pain. Yeah, this part is hard, not gonna lie. Because most of us want any darkness and pain, we want it to end as quickly as possible. In fact, we tend to have a pretty darn low tolerance for it which can actually harm us in the long run because in order for these things to to truly burn away, we must be with them. So to dwell is to abide, to remain, and to continue. So if you want to turn your difficulty into transformation, then you must dwell. I think of this part as um, baking bread, which is actually something I don't do. But if you bake bread, mm, I would love to have some. Okay, but back to what I meant by this is this, at this part in the Phoenix process, you have taken out the ingredients, you've put them on the counter, you've even mixed them all together. But if you don't dwell, it would be like trying to eat those ingredients raw. The, the, that wouldn't taste very good. Uh, but this dwelling phase is about letting it rise and baking. Uh, this is a more patient part of the process and not only is it more patient but you've transitioned from doing to being this is challenging 
But when we be, allow it to be, allow the bread to rise and bake, then it is much tastier, especially with butter. Now, Ernest Holmes says, and I quote, Now suppose there were at the center of the being of each one of us a clear channel to the infinite, which is forever pouring out through us in a unique way, because it never does two things alike, nor does it ever repeat itself. So the in-between space of dwelling this provides us with a powerful opening and it truly is this it, it, in between space. We're no longer what you're no longer what you were and you're not yet what you're becoming. You're right in between it. And so we dwell here so that we can receive the pouring of the infinite. And this does require us to be with our heart and our mind in compassionate presence. So can you offer yourself compassionate presence? And here's your next opportunity for journaling. What does compassionate presence look like in your life? What do you do when you're offering compassionate presence to yourself and others? Write it down, write it out. Because the next phase in the Phoenix process is the rebirth, yes, where we now welcome the new you. I love how Elizabeth Lesser frames this though, she, she frames it not a new you that has, um, you know, thrown away who you were before. Mm -mm -mm -mm. This new you is a fusion of who you were before and who you've become. And it's new because you are even more of yourself. And so you're changed. And yet at the same time, you're eternal. Elizabeth Lesser says, and I quote, each one of us, regardless of our situation, is looking for the same treasure in the ashes. We are in search of our most authentic, vital, generous, and wise self. End quote. This is the true self, the whole self, the one that doesn't need to distract the one that isn't searching for fulfillment outside of themselves. The you that you've always wanted to be. Remember how we talked about that last week? How I said that the you you want to be is already, already within you? The Phoenix process is the process of removing the layers that separate you and who you really are. We burn and let die anything that's covering up our true essence. And so we emerge a new being. And so what began as difficulty, it culminates into a new expression of who you've already been.
the fusion of who you were and who you've become, an unfoldment of spirit itself. And you're different because you're more yourself. This is what's happening right now. Life is birthing something brand new, something so monumental that we are going through a phoenix process on a global level. And not only does this happen like once, but it happens many, many times within it. And this is why I'd like for you to journal every day, creating this deeper connection with yourself and what you're going through. Because while there is so much uncertainty right now, Broken Open gives us an overview of the process. It lets us face these times together and and it, it, it allows us to address and, and burn anything that's standing in the way of your authentic, true self. So let us dwell with a compassionate heart, with a, an open heart, and let us welcome the rebirth of the infinite as you and as me. And so it is. And so I invite you, close your eyes for a moment or simply just turn your attention inward into that heart. And I just take a moment to remember that love is right here. That spirit is right here. And I breathe it in. I know that the source of all life everywhere, that there is only one power of creation and that that power is good, is harmony is peace, is creative. And I remember that everyone and everything is an expression of this one power. And so I know that I am an expression of this infinite love. And so I align myself with this truth, opening my heart, recognizing that as I open and receive that I am a channel of this creative power. As I know this of myself this day, I know this of each and everyone here joining me in consciousness in this moment, that there is a great deal of power to create right here that no matter the circumstance, that there is a power for good that we can use, that can use us. And so what I know of this day, of this time, of this moment, is that it is filled and infused with love, that each one is guided in this sacred path of becoming, there is a path set out for each one of us that is 
supporting the highest and best. And that right now, this day, there is an opening to be present, to be compassion, to be love, to be care and nurturing. And what I know is, is that this love and care, that it heals and transforms. And that there is an opportunity for the authentic self to come forward. That many, many layers are being burned away. That old habits, old patterns no longer have the power to stop, to hinder, to shrink anyone and anything. And so in this moment, I recognize that the fullness of God being right here has no limit. And so there is health, there is healing, there is wholeness, there is hope. There is faith. There is peace. And so, of course, I am grateful. I let go of fear. And I am grateful for the love and the care, for the connection, for community, for being in this together, for dwelling together in this space in order to be spirit, in order to be what each one is called to become. An even more powerful and brilliant expression of spirit. So I breathe. And with a heart filled and overflowing with a new found depth of peace, I release my word into the divine law of mind knowing that this prayer has already been answered in the mind of God, that it is done. And so I surrender to its becoming. I let it be. And so it is. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We're supported 100% by your generous contributions. If you found value in this episode, please give online at csl-whiterock.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter so that you'll be notified of future episodes as well as ways to connect, learn, and grow. Thank you and abundant blessings on your path.